Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Lucas and Mo versus the World. I'm gonna stop right here, and I don't have anything witty to say this time, so I'll just stop right here, and I'm gonna let Lucas do his thing. Oh, go ahead. Do do you do your little intro? I start this off with a joke or something of that nature. Let me guess. I was the joke. I'm the bid. I've been trying to think of a joke. I've been really half. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, because I, I kind of, it was going to either be a joke or I was going to start it off seriously. Damn it. I killed your vibe, didn't I? No, 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 yes. no, no. I was thinking about, I was thinking about something then. I'm about to blame myself. <laughs> normally, you should, you should, you should always blame yourself, Mo. But not blaming this yourself time. Is a, not blaming this yourself time. is a good way to go. Normally, dude. nah, not but this time. God said I no. Don't, I, I don't like it when people, when people finally see movies or see television shows that's been out for years. And act like it's the most revolutionary thing they've ever oh, seen shit. in their life. <laughs> uh, oh my god! You know, so in our other chat today, in in our Earth Two chat today, right? And we're not even in a chat. I may it may have been on his page, but I'm gonna say it's in the chat. Somebody had finally saw V for Vendetta mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and literally called it one of the greatest movies ever made. And, and a nigga, and a nigga like me was wondering, like, um, how lost do you have to be for V versus Vendetta to be one of the best movies? You know what? But this nigga also likes it's BVS. The- like, you should look at the track of the movies he he feels like are masterpieces, and I feel like this falls right in line with those. I think, I think for BVS, he's just like trolling. He's grasping for straws. Like he 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 wants BVS to be great, but like. He thinks Inception he is great. And, he thinks, and, and, and this is the weird part, though, because uh-huh. I, I, when 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 it comes to me thinking about his thought process and his age, you know, I let a lot of things slide because of his age, and I fully understand it. And it's always good to have kind of young people really be into movies. But kind of my nigga, because <laughs> because he he's twenty. He's 24-ish, 25-ish. We, we're getting to that point where I can no longer call you young. You're a grown-ass man liking bad movies. That's what I'm going to say. But, I mean, it just threw me off. Like, as I'm, I'm reading it, I'm like, E versus Vendetta? Like, I've seen this movie at least 40 times, maybe, here and there. It used to be a movie that I used to fall asleep to because I could fall asleep before the boring stuff started happening in the movie or when the plot just decided fuck everybody we're just not going to make sense here so i've seen it a lot of times and i'm like where is the greatness in this movie it's good it's it's a good movie though but i'm not going as far as calling it great it's a good movie and i think again it was better than wonder woman no no no, but it's a it was a good movie for its time um around the time that was that was but that that was the caliber of movie coming out in terms of comic book and and, and i think i think it's because you was in high school when this movie came out I 
Yeah, maybe. I think See what so. I mean? See what I mean? Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You used a little nigga when this movie came out. Wow, wow, I, wow, wow. I, I went to the screening of this movie when it <laughs> came out. I remember this movie, vividly remember me sitting through this movie and like, wow, this is what you choose to follow the Matrix with? Like that's the first oh, thing that yeah. came into my head. It was, it was when the, um, I saw this movie. It was the bros, sis, uh, the, the, the sisters now. Yeah, the sisters now. Oh yeah, my bad, sisters. You will not call them sis bros. <laughs> that's what you're not gonna. Okay, do. how about bros sis? Out of all the tragic stuff that has happened today Shit. to the community, and you're gonna call them bros sisters instead of sisters that are Wachowski sisters. They used right, to be misters. They used to be the Wachowski brothers. Now they're the Wachowski sisters. The the sisters that used to be misters. That's what there we call. There you go. Them. Okay. There you go. See see how we work that out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, children of all ages, to another wonderful episode of Lucas and Mo versus the world. I am stalling a little bit because even though I already sent Mo the topics, I can't remember the topics off the top of my head. All right. Great. Here, you could have just said. Here that. we go. <laughs> On today's show. <laughs> Man, I don't be remembering them like these topics so on the fly. It's, it's oh my amazing. god! <clears throat> on today's show, we have another retro movie, yours truly, which means it's going to be fucking awesome and no. not what <laughs> women <laughs> want. That was like, awesome. Fuck reviews. What women? You know what? Fuck that. We're also going to do on today's show a Who's Done It Better Superman edition, as we're going to decide out of the three Superman movies. Which one is the best? Which one has the best Superman? Which one has the best Lex Luthor? Because all of them have Lex Luthor, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, they all do. They all do. No. No, no, no. BVS Man has the Lex Luthor. Yeah, BVS has Lex Luthor. Oh, but, my God. So, so well, two. So we're going to strike have... that one automatically. We're going to strike that one. And then <laughs> who has the best parents? Whose parents do not tell them they should murder people? Mm. We're going to talk about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> He said, maybe, maybe you should have let him die. Huh? What? Huh? Yeah, because you know, Pa pa can't like fuck them niggas, man. We here to save ourselves. Like, this is fucking, it's the craziest thing in the world. But also, we're going to talk about Alita. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Alita. Alita, Alita, Battle Angel. Is this movie going to be any good? I'm guessing no. Also, we're going to discuss the Leaving Neverland doc. And I'm trying to get all my silliness out because I'm going to be dead serious as we talk about that topic. It shows that I can be serious on a topic. We're going to do that. You've never been serious on a topic before? I don't think so. Not without a lot of cussing. Okay, so you're not you're not going to call uh, cussing this one? I was because I was I was dead serious about the Oscars last week, even when I called Oprah a bitch, which I didn't realize I said it until I re-listened to it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Morbius' release date has been confirmed. But first, Mo. Oh my God! Sadly, first is what I'm gonna say here. <laughs> this week, Marco Robbie, I'm assuming, decided it would be a smart idea to release oh. a DC Universe version trailer of Birds of Prey that just showed all the characters looking silly, and her basically saying, "Hey, this is a Harley Quinn movie." So, Mo. This very short, only like 20 second clip. Did it do anything good for the movie? Or I mean, did it hurt the movie? I don't even way? know. I don't even know if it trended. 
when it released, I don't know if it was a thing because usually like when things like this happen, like when the Joker one happened, what Todd Phillips released that what fifteen second clip for uh, the Joker one. That was that was fucking crazy though. Yeah, that, that joint, shit was perfect. That, it trended. It you know got people talking. This is actually the reverse. First of all, it didn't trend, but it did get people talking. But it didn't get people talking in a positive way like Todd Phillips one did. It's got people talking like, yo, like, what is this? I think it's funny. So my first thought was, okay, she's doing this because they're probably going to be filming outside like Todd Phillips did. And so she just wants to get these shots out before, like, say, the main media gets to see it. But I'm thinking there was actually no use to doing this because your characters are not in costume. Like, no, seriously, your characters are not in costume or the costumes that you have don't look good. So instead of Except you showing this Harley now, Quinn, exactly, because this is a Harley Quinn movie, like, fuck, fuck everybody else. And I think this is also why we didn't get Gotham City Sirens, because she would have to cast a Catwoman and she would have to cast a, a, a Poison Ivy, which are two big, just as big characters in Harley Quinn. You can't do that. You got to cast people that she can overshadow. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you got to do a cast of characters that she can overshadow. But I didn't I didn't necessarily like I mean, what was his name? Ewan McGregor. I was like, I mean, of course, he's black man. So they clearly like, why are you showing him human face? Also, the guy who's got on a black suit. Yeah, nigga, nigga. <laughs> you just had on a black suit. <laughs> I was about suit. to cuss you out. Like, don't disrespect me like that. <laughs> Also, the guy. Oh, wait a minute! What did you think I said? Wait a minute! <laughs> no, 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 no! We're gonna, we're gonna stop this thing. What did you think I said? Because <laughs> when you said "cuss me out," did you hear something else? <laughs> I just thought, like, I was like, "Man, are you insulting me?" Because you say he had on a black suit, like that's supposed to mean something. Like, don't, don't, don't insult me, man! Don't insult my intelligence. So what? He had on a black hey, suit. Like, he's black mask. Doesn't black mask wear black? Suit? No, he wears a white suit with with a black mask. I don't want to say it oh. the way. Because, oh. <laughs> you know, there's two ways you can oh. say it. You say with a black mask or you can say black. Fit. But, yeah, so I just, so the guy. The oh, guy so, they did, so they didn't want, so they, uh, yeah, you yeah, skip yeah. over this one. <laughs> no. So they no. didn't want you and McGregor in blackface and you had a problem with that? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's it's what not, you just said. But even you, black. You no, tried to be careful when you said it. <laughs> but... <laughs> They don't want your McGregor doing blackface, and you like this is not a black mask. My black mask is racist. <laughs> oh, I'm God. trying to be serious. I was actually trying to be serious, but not. Um, oh, that was funny. But no, it, it didn't. It didn't help anything, in my opinion. To answer your question, it didn't help anything because looking at the characters, I mean, even Black Canary, like it's it's a joke. It, it just. It looks like a. Jo- I hope we're just gonna, we're reacting to what we're seeing now. But if if that's what you were trying to do was to get people to react to this and then come back out with something great later, I, why didn't you just wait? <clears throat> you could have just waited. You know like this, there was absolutely no need for you to do this, Margo. No need. You know what this reminded me. I think of. she's trying to sell it to Warner Brothers. Like I know what I'm doing as a producer. Like look at this. Like look at my cast. Like I think. And I, and, and and right after that, Warner Brothers released the press. <laughs> Uh, Warner Brothers put out a press release. We have not confirmed the rating of Birds of Prey. They're like, we listen to this crazy bitch and give her no R-rated movie. Not that she put this piece of shit out. This reminded me of when Henry put out that short clip of him oh, playing the other the, the Superman muscular thing. version of. No, 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 no. Oh, when he's playing the muscular version of the elf from uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, no, it's not the elf. <laughs> 
Is it? Is oh my it, is god! It that movie? No, he's isn't uh, that movie I, the Elf from no, Lord of the no, Rings? It's um, no, it's not. <laughs> you should have said uh from um, what's that video game movie with uh, the other guy from Vikings? But nah, it's a uh, it's another video game movie uh video game show for Netflix. Yeah, this is exactly that. It was literally no purpose because we forgotten already about walked it. Walked to the screen and took a shot, and he just looked. And this one instead, we got Marco dancing a little bit. Yeah. And then we got nothing else. And it basically told you, hey, this is a Harley Quinn movie. Don't care about anyone else in it. That's all that little teaser did. That's what I meant by did it hurt the movie? Did it help the movie? Did it do anything for the movie? For people that were anticipating this movie, I could see something like this coming across as wrong. Not the stands, not the fans, not people who will forgive them no matter what they do. So you, you talking about like don't the, count. the feminists that were like, yes, all female movie like that, or just someone from outside that it's doesn't just care about anybody the who who likes Margot saw Robbie the concept like, of it. Okay, who saw the concept of what Birds of Prey should be, and they were like, man, I can't wait for this movie, and then they dropped this. Oh yeah, and they, they were gonna be like, mad as fuck. They probably like, oh wait a minute, is this a Harley Quinn? Because I don't think someone understood the way they structured that teaser that it shows that it's a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, you see more of her than anybody else. Like at least, all you see is her. You said it was 20, uh, let's say it was 25 seconds. Like she gets at least 15 seconds and everybody has to share yeah. 10. 10 yeah. <laughs> it, it, it made no I'm confused on why something like that would ever be put out. I'm thinking and this is just my thought, people. I have no facts behind it. I did not research it at all. Oh Lord, they I believe they're trying to show clips to attempt to take away something from Captain Marvel with their own, like, hey, we got a woman's, another woman superhero film coming up that's not Wonder Woman. You should go see this instead. Like, they're trying to pit it against a film, and the only film coming out it could pit itself against is Captain Marvel. This comes out in 2020. No, what I mean is oh, oh, you're trying by the to... time while it's in production to drop a teaser like this. Oh, what yeah. is the only other because it comic started book filming film coming it out? Started film, uh, coming out this week. Yeah. Like why would but, you why would you do that? Todd Phillips because, gave you a scissor reel. Like this was more than a it, it's, it's a way have, to steal thunder. It's a way to steal some thunder from Captain Marvel and at the whole time play off of Captain Marvel because yeah, I'm saying this, it's not me. I'm just saying this. Some studio execs believe women will go see anything with other women superheroes in it. It don't matter what it is. So that's why they're doing it because you could piggyback off of this. Because please believe this will not be the only little teaser we get. It's going to be another one in a couple of months. I'm expecting another one around March. Hmm. Or we're going to get like set photos around March. Hmm. Close to Captain Marvel's release date is when we're going to get sense. stuff that like makes that. Sense. And then it just it, it it puts it in your mind of hey, they are coming out with another woman's superhero film. Like it's it's strategic marketing, but it's stupid because the teaser was horrible. Like y'all should uh, if if I was a director, I would have framed something a lot better than that and released it. I build up not, I would, I would not have them in costume. I'd have them say like you know day one or some shit like that or like. You know, like we get those pictures of stars like or, they, like day one type shoots. That's what or legit happened. still from Todd Phillips. I would have had all of them line up 
I would have panned slowly over the actor's face mm-hmm. and then stopped and came right back and everyone would have been in costume. costume. Yo, yo. Just their faces. That makes Just their faces more and that's sense. it. That makes way more sense than what yeah. we got. Because that's what I thought we were going to get. when I. Because again, it's it's really dark and the quality is not that great. So if you see it the first time, I was like, I got to watch this again. So I watched it again and I was like, oh yeah, nobody's in fucking costume. This is stupid. This is so yeah. dumb. Yeah. Is, it, it, it was it, lame. It was, yeah. It, 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 it's something that was unnecessary. And I understand DC. You're you're hype. You're excited. Aqua Trash made a billion dollars. <clears throat> Only three hundred some here. Still not that much, but made a billion dollars. So you're a little hype. And then you're like, hey, we got Shazam coming. A billion dollars ain't always a billion dollars. I'm just gonna say that. We know that for a fact here. <laughs> like we're, we're we're not we're not comparing <laughs> Iron Man three's billion plus to Black Panther's billion plus, are we? Oh, you're asking me? Nah. Exactly. So a billion dollars isn't always a billion dollars. Just all I'm saying. I mean, we 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 think about it in 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 those terms. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Never mind for me to shit on DC's parade because they have released headline after headline that Aquaman is the top grossing movie that DC has ever released. True. We not just, account, not accounting for any form of inflation because if they did, do then that. it wouldn't be. Yeah, don't you can't do I'm that. Just, I mean, you just gotta go. I mean, you just gotta I mean, go. let's be realistic. You just gotta go off numbers. If we bro. went, you just gotta we go went, off numbers. You we just, went through. Just, if we went through ticket, if we just, it's so simple to do inflation numbers, people. All you're doing is saying, hey, you sold this amount of tickets at this price. That older movie sold this amount of tickets at this price. So. We take the amount of tickets they sold and put it at the same price that your ticket sold at. But then when we get a different picture on what's DC's <laughs> again, Mo, a billion dollars isn't always a Don't do don't do I that to DC. Off, don't do I that know, to I DC. I didn't know I started off this shit on Iron Man, Aquaman. But all I'm pointing out is I believe because of that film, they got a little full of themselves. And they thought, hey, this will be a good way to talk about our next film instead of doing what they did with Aquaman in the first place, which is you you saw set photos here and there, but you really saw nothing of Aquaman until, until it, was ready. Was it was properly put yes. together. There were Same no- with Shazam. The only trend, only time you broke the trend was the Joker, which made sense though. It made perfectly sense. The movie is not a part of anything that you're doing. Birds of Prey is. Yeah, it is because you have Harley in it, so you can't. Even though it's a smaller, bu- uh, smaller budget movie, it's still a part of your. your, your and I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need people universe. to stop saying small. I'm gonna need people to it's stop saying small. It's a smaller. Budget. It's a smaller budget. It's smaller than Suicide Squad. Then what? Aqua, Aquaman. Smaller than it, it Aquaman? is. It is smaller than Aquaman. It's oh. not, not two hundred million dollars. Aquaman. But here's the thing: it's more than Wonder Woman's. No, it's not. Mm. Are you serious? Are you serious? So the budget for this movie? Wait, tell me, tell me, tell me. See, the reason I'm saying it's a smaller budget is because it doesn't look like what we got was a small budget <laughs> scissor reel. So I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. If you're telling me, <laughs> from a couple of things I've read, I read is with is between a hundred to hundred and fifty million was the budget. Please God, Wonder Woman's budget is a hundred and twenty million. It was forty nine. It was one forty nine. It was one forty nine. Wonder Woman was one forty nine. 
when it was all said and done. So I'm begging uh, God for this uh, to be a hundred on the money. Like, please, it's because not this, going to be. this looks it's not going to be. Oh. You know it's not going to be. <laughs> anyways, you anyways. know it's not going. I'm, remember, I'm, I'm leaving. Remember this. when? I'm leaving remember this. remember oh, when DC said that Aquaman's budget was 150 million? Mm, I remember, and it came out that mm-hmm. like, and then it came out that they spent 200 million dollars on Aquaman's <laughs> Fuck budget. <you> thought. <laughs> exactly. People keep on thinking, Bird. Here's the weird part, though. DC has never said that Birds of Prey is a small budgeted film. It's it's a people, thing, Margo. People have and, just yeah. people have just been assuming it's a small budget. They've been saying it's a smaller budget, but damn it, look at DC's budgets. <laughs> like Man of Steel is two hundred plus million. BBS two hundred and fifty million. Yeah. Justice League was three hundred million. million for no fucking reason. Suicide Squad was so the only budget that they've had under hundred and fifty million is Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah, yeah. So. Wouldn't a budget at 150 million be a smaller movie than what they're accustomed to doing? Shut up. All right, let's move on. I'm, I'm just, speaking. I'm just saying. Speaking of movies that actually, <laughs> speaking of movies with small budgets that actually have small budgets. Oh my god. This week, uh, Morbius. Did I'm saying that right? Yeah. Morpheus. Morbius. Morbius. Yeah. Morbius. Morbius. That's a weird name for fucking comic books. Morbius. Release date has been confirmed. It, it will be released in July 2020, which means it will be coming out a couple of weeks after Wonder Woman 2. Which is, that Come looks, up. that sounds good. Because you can now say, you know, it's Morbius, it's a small movie. It's, I mean, granted, it's probably, it is a small budget, but it's Morbius, it's a small movie. We're going to just hide it under Wonder Woman and. I mean, if that's going to be the main, it's still not going to take anything from Wonder Woman, but it's a nice place to put it. It's, a, it's like a nice place to tuck it in. Like, let's just tuck it in right here. You know, it fits right here. Let's leave it right there. I, I like it. I don't mind that release date. <clears throat> I don't no, even think that's what you're asking, hand. though. No, it was not. I didn't, didn't care about you minding the release date. No. <laughs> My thought process was if this movie is coming out in 2020, when are we getting Venom 2? Wait, what? what did uh, they have two movies? One for twenty nineteen and one for twenty twenty. Hmm. Hmm. Or are we getting uh, the uh, Spider Verse re- uh, sequel this year? Though no, that was confirmed for. No, that takes a while to make a Spider Verse movie takes longer to make than a regular movie does. Hmm. Interesting. So, dang. Hmm. Didn't think about it that way, did you? Huh. I don't know. Maybe Venom does come out late twenty twenty October. Now that, and that's what my question is. Because one, when 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 you look at twenty twenty, oh, it's sad so far. For 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 even the month of July, you got Minions two. Uh, uh, Batman direct former director announced that he's releasing a movie the summer of twenty twenty. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into yeah, it. That's why I didn't make like, it my fucking topic. Like because that, who the fuck like does who, this dude like think he is? Like exactly. He can just say, I'm doing a movie. It's coming out 2020. And people people are like, oh my God. I can't wait for the next person for knowing the movie. I, what I can what is it? What I can wait. It? I can wait. I can wait. Because I can his, wait. Last, his last movie was a I lot of wait. noise. Was I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to hear another Hans Zimmer score that makes me wish I didn't have ears. I am in no rush to hear that again at all. But... His movie's also coming out. Supposedly, July 2020 is when his movie's coming out. You have the next SpongeBob movie coming out. I know 
People don't care, but SpongeBob is huge. But the next SpongeBob movie coming out 2020, you got, here's the weird part though. DC still technically has a slot listed for July 2020. Mm-hmm. And isn't Maleficent... And that's not the Wonder Woman slot. No, yeah, I when... said DC. Oh, DC. DC, my bad. Oh, DC yeah, because DC. initially that was scheduled for Green Lantern. Yeah, when is, so is Birds of Prey sitting in there or no? I was always assuming Birds of Prey was coming out February 2020. Oh, yeah, yeah I think it is coming out February 2020. Yeah, because Wonder Woman <clears throat> comes out June 2020. Oh, yeah, and they so, did move Su- Suicide Squad. We don't know anything about that yet because I believe that could have been the 2020. But we also release. have, and we also have Jungle Cruise coming out. Oof, man, that's going to be big because you know the rock. And, and, yeah, and Jungle Cruise <laughs> comes out the week before Morbius comes yeah. out. Yeah. Fast so line. I'm just more interested. I'm more interested in in that date that they picked because I believe one of the smartest things Sony has done with these films, these two films released, which is Venom and Spider Verse, mm-hmm. is they've avoided summer movies. Yes, they really have. Because you don't want to put something. Morbius is not something I would put in the summer. This is a fall release. I want to take all the pressure away from it being a summer movie, meaning. Like, if it doesn't perform, Wait, it Candy doesn't perform Man. on oh, the no, scale Candy of. Candyman is in July. Is in June. My bad. Yeah, I don't think no one, no, no one cares about. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah. it's they, key, they, isn't it? Isn't it uh, Peel or the Key that's doing it? No, it's Peel. Peel. Yeah, it's uh, Peel is producing, but I'm not settled on him as a director so or writer or anything. Ghost, but Ghostbusters, understand a lot of you black Cruise. people are. Ghostbusters. Exactly. Cruise, like we're looking Bob at a stack. Like. Everybody now is attempting Sponge, to load SpongeBob. up on 2020. Yeah. Everybody's loading okay, so up on 2020. Venom right 2 now. is definitely October 2020. That's where that's going. Uh, are they coming? Uh, well, that was what. That is kind of. That's, yeah. So they're going to drop two movies that close to each other? I mean, Venom 2 is October, July, August. Dang. This and it's not like a Spider-Verse movie where like it's a completely different film. This right. won't be completely different from Venom. I'm I'm more interested to see how this is gonna work. I believe I, I, Jared Leto's gonna might, kill it. Yeah, they might. And because Jared's gonna kill it, if <clears throat> they play up, this is a horror movie. And closer to a horror movie, I will understand the release date. Then it makes perfectly good sense. But they gotta play up the horror angle as much as him. They gotta play up the horror angle the way that uh, Fox played up the horror angle for New Mutants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It needs to feel like a horror movie. If this feels like a horror movie, man, we may have. I did not understand the release date. Uh, late July release date going into August, where normally in August they're not big, big summer releases in August. Yeah, there's not a lot. You normally of, get one, yeah, maybe there's two. There's not but a lot. You of get August. a lot of horror. Yeah, you get a lot of horror. Or those mid-range summer releases in August. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe Sony's like, hey, as long as nothing else is in this area, we're going to place it here. But I wouldn't be surprised if it got pushed to the beginning of 2021. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I would not get surprised. I mean, if, 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 it's, if it is going to, if it, if this, uh, if July is looking the way July is looking, I think, honestly, it's not a bad date. Um, granted, um, like you said, if it is a horror movie, it's going to fit right in. Because again, we've seen horror movies come out in the summer now, so it, it does fit. 
while Venom is going to do what Venom is going to do if hey, Venom comes out. I, I am hoping, you know, something good comes out of this. Again, I know nothing about this character. He's a vampire yeah. in a Spider-Man movie. Yes. As long as he doesn't twinkle in the sun, oh, all that matters to me. Yeah, let's not do that. As long as, that. long as it don't twinkle in the sun. <laughs> Robert Patterson may have been perfect for this role if he didn't do Twilight. <laughs> He'd have been perfect for this role if he didn't do Twilight. You know what? You Speaking know what? though, Mo. Okay, go ahead. You oh, just you I'm got all the trans- no, 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 gonna, no, no, no. I was gonna try. My transitions are awesome. Yeah, Speaking of movies releasing at the wrong time on the wrong dates. Oh God. February fourteenth is the release of Alita: Battle Angel. I don't know about that. Man. Anybody who remembers, this movie has been pushed back now three times. Yeah, it was a summer release. MA Mm-hmm. And then and it, it was a, a it was a December release. No, mm-hmm. it was a, and now it's a February it was a, release. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So they keep on pushing this movie back, and they they're not pushing it back to make it better. They're pushing it back to try to find a release date that <laughs> people will go see. So right now, this movie is tracking oh, God, at twelve man. to to twenty million dollar <laughs> opening weekend. Okay. <laughs> My question is, nah. is this movie you, going to be any good? Why am, I, why, why am I a horrible person? I did didn't make a lead of angel. Pushing it back to make it any better, son. They're not pushing it back. You, they, at no point in I time did what? you hear them say, we're pushing this movie back and we're doing reshoots or anything of that nature. You've never heard that come out their mouth. Damn. It's always been... Yeah, we're just gonna push the movie back. Like we're just gonna push it back. Like they they are they literally looked for a date where there was nothing else coming out and said, Let's put it here and let's hope for the best. And the best right now is twenty million dollars. That's the high end of its tracking, is that it may do twenty million this opening weekend. So Mo, I'm asking you again because (laughs) they have a special Fan screening of this movie I'm going in to, two days. In, yeah, I'll I have. Be there. I have you guys not, know how it is. I have not. I have not decided if I want to oh, punish should. myself to see Alita Battle Angel, or if I should just stay home and watch television instead and watch How to Get Away with Murder and actually watch good acting. That is TGIT, unlike though. anything. That is TGIT. unlike anything I'm going to get acting wise in Alita, especially. From them fucking horrible TV spots with Mahershala Ali in it when he when he speaks and I'm just like oh this I'm gonna be sitting on top of the world dude (laughs) some of the you see the thing the thing about it is right this is this is what I think right when you're adapting stuff like that some of the writing is meant for comic books like it's meant for the manga it's meant for the anime books like you should adapt it and you can change the writing you can make it you know like a like movie style writing. I just, I just feel like it, it's, it's the reading from the comic. Like, I don't know. It just look. I, I'm have you, I'm have you, you ever time. read this? <laughs> have you ever read this before? That's why I got to ask more. In passing, I'm not sure. Have I, you I'm read not, this? Before? I'm not like a fan of it. I read it in passing because there was a time where I was just kind of reading anime and it kind of fell in my lap. So I read a book. That was okay. So it. then yeah. I have, then I have a good question for you. Go for it. What makes you think that this dialogue <laughs> is coming from the Magna? Maybe it's coming from James Cameron, who, as we know, and as you watch Dancing with Smurfs, does not do good with dialogue. Like this is this sounds like a James Cameron movie, not directed by James Cameron. 
So, oh, so like I have I have story from Comic Con like Robert Rodriguez because we talked to him. He's like, yeah, this is this is my movie, but like you know, I was taking notes from James Cameron. Nah, nigga, we know what notes from James Cameron mean because he goes on to tell us like, oh yeah, James Cameron gave him like a stack of notes. I'm like, at that point, he's telling you how to direct this movie. That a stack of notes don't necessarily mean. Look, that's not. He's a, basically you're shooting disrespected the fuck out of Robert Rodriguez. I'm so sorry. Who's supposed to be a good director? He is, and he's the, like, nah, nah, man, nope. He's like, you're going to direct this movie exactly how I would direct it, but I don't want to direct it because I don't want my name attached to a possible flop of this magnitude. So I'm just gonna attach your name that's, that's to it. Because like, think about it. Uh huh. Because if this movie came them, out right. and if it was James Cameron movie uh-huh, uh-huh. with this huge budget, like here's the weird part about Alita, and I'm saying this for everybody out there who is looking forward to seeing this movie. Let's be realistic. This movie needs to do around six to eight hundred million dollars to be profitable. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. Has anything you've seen make you think this movie is going to be good? Nah. Let alone a hit. Nah. Nah. Like, See, the, I don't want to watch Cartoon Girl. Yeah. It looks like a... Here's the weird part. With a $200 million on a budget, it still at times looks like a cheap version of Ready Player One. Jeez. How is that humanly possible with a budget this size? Come on, man. I don't know. I don't know. Come I mean, on. I don't know if this. St- I'm just asking I, your I, honest I, I opinion want, if this movie's going to be I good. I want to see it, though. I want to see it. I'm kind of interested in it because, again, I, I think at Comic-Con, I saw, like, a bunch of clips. And I think those those clips look good. Maybe the ones they showed us were like, yeah, this is this is, this is is what we're going to show. These Every TV clips. spot and trailer but, has looked absolutely but, horrible but for this movie. What they showed us has not been in TV spots or trailer, though. What they showed us were actual clips from the movie. Like, I'm like, okay, I, I can see this. But you might be right. There are some things like, oh, you know what? Um, when she's fighting uh, the little um, robot with the hand chain or whatever, it looks like it looks like the final fight in Ready Player One, where you know everybody's fighting, or where Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla, kind of fought they, the Gundam. They stole from Ready Player One. They stole from Speed Racer. It looks like so many jumbled pieces of bad movies that I've seen before. But you know what? I, I'll, I'll give just, it a chance. This man. is this I'll is why upset. Fox I'll no be, longer. This is why Fox no longer exists. That's why they, they probably don't care. Like at this point, Fox don't oh, care what's going on oh, with this. This, this no, is Disney. Disney could give a Disney could give a fuck about this movie. Literally, they <clears> dropped <throat> this movie with little to no promotion for a two hundred million dollar movie. The last time I saw Disney drop a film like this with this size budget with this amount of promotion done which is very little very minimum was john carter oh i was about to say a wrinkle in time but you're right about john carter yeah but then they fired a wrinkle in time john only carter. had <laughs> yeah like a wrinkle in time only had a 90 million dollar budget and it i think it made profit it was a hundred because i think that that was the big thing for ava but, was like uh, a woman directing on a uh but even at a hundred even at a hundred million what did it gross I don't remember. I don't know. I wasn't checking for that movie. Hey, you supposed to be? Damn it, Mo. See, this is niggas with iPhones, I'm, man. Just I'm, because I'm Apple, doing it. just I'm because doing people, it. just because people can hey, spy on you. Don't now call me right on now your iPhones. I don't want you listening to what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, let me look, look nigga. You better be just looking up a movie. What you mean? Listen <laughs> to what I'm doing. Box office. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh God! Uh, one hundred and thirty-two point seven million dollars was the box office haul. What? Oh, was that was that worldwide? Oh God, that let, better be U.S. Let me open it because that's all. I think. Oh God, nah, nah, that's worldwide. Well, you about to call it a success? <laughs> well, no, because it made a hundred million here. Yeah, it did. It made the hundred here, and the thirty-two was from. So damn, they didn't. But they they didn't really roll it out. Nah. In foreign territories, either. No, nah, they didn't. So Disney yeah, pulled back on marketing, yeah, but yeah. not like they did John Carter. John Carter, I, I compare Alita to John Carter because John Carter cost two hundred and fifty million dollars to make. I remember John Carter because I remember the budget of it, and I remember how hard they were pushing for it, and then I remember that they did little to no promotion for it. They were just like, nope. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, two hundred and fifty. They like we're going to save money and it made by just putting. Exactly. I believe uh, that's where Alita is heading to. Alita costs two hundred million to make. I believe it's going to do returns close to um, Pacific Rim Uprising numbers. Probably man, a little less on, than that. Man, that's bad. Never Who did. asked for this movie? Who asked for this movie? Oh no, I didn't. Ask and who that. asked for this movie at this budget? That's what's this is why, again, this is why Fox does not exist anymore. Because the idiots who ran it after Rothman left did not know how to manage budgets. And because they didn't know how to manage budgets, they were just throwing money at movies, hoping to get a hit. Who the fuck would... Th- I don't care how much you love James Cameron. If I'm giving you a $200 million budget for a leader, you are directing this movie. Because I'm going to plaster your name everywhere with this movie. And they will say directed by James Cameron, not Robert fucking Rodriguez. No one wants to see a Robert Rodriguez movie that does not have Antonio Banderas in it. Nobody wants to see that. Wow. No one. Wow. Can we go now? Can we move on? Because you just... Am I lying? <laughs> am I lying? Am I lying? No, oh, I am not. I... Okay? Shit. If it, for Robert Rodriguez, if it has not been and Antonio Banderas in his film or a Spy Kids movie, you've not cared that much about his movie. And that's not that's not against him, but I'm saying if you get someone a $200 million budget and you line it with no stars, there is not a single star in this movie. I mean, it's a um, bunch of supporting, it's a bunch of supporting actors in this movie. To, to prove my point, Christopher Watts has won two Oscars what were the two Oscars in the category that he won for? Yes, Best right. Supporting Actor. Mahershala Ali looks like he's about to win his second Oscar. What would the two Oscars be for? Best Supporting Actor. There's not a lead actor in this movie. If I was going to spend this much on Alita, Alita would be Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'd have made Tom Cruise Alita. Oh, God. <laughs> then I would spend $200 million to watch him run fast as a computer. I am not just some little computerized Mexican girl running around killing people. No one wants to see that. No one. So all I'm saying is this type of film hurts people and it's going to hurt Robert Rodriguez's credibility because people are going to look at this and be like, wow, it's a great movie, possibly, but it's going to lose a lot of money. Or worse, it's a horrible movie that's going to lose a horrible amount of money. Like It's, it's a lose-lose situation for him and for him to come out, as you said in Comic-Con, and say he was taking notes from James Cameron, which meant James Cameron told him, this is where you shoot. I want you to shoot here, shoot this. 
nigga, just take the movie. You this your movie. You direct it. At this point, right? Well, all that's all movies, I'm saying. That's what he was saying. He, oh, I have to decipher something. At this point, just shoot the damn movie. But yeah, that's that's, <sighs> that's all we got. That's now, all I got. Go ahead. <laughs> now this isn't this isn't an easy transition to make, and I'm not even going to attempt to make yeah, it easy. Yeah, this is where you want to be serious, right? So this week, well, this past weekend, Sundance Film Festival screened the documentary, and I said documentary, and I did my hands in air quotes. I know you all can't see it yet. One of these days, you'll be able to see me do air quotes when I say documentary, but the documentary leaving Neverland was screened. And in the process, the press grabbed hold of it. Everybody is outraged. And then the story started coming out about this. That has pulled back a tad bit of the outrage and I think it's going to get worse as we go along. So, just in case people don't know out there, um, I'm going to try my best to pronounce these dudes' names who are the two subjects in it. Um, one is Wade, Wade Robeson. Yeah, I know Wade Robeson because he used to do choreograph for NSYNC. He's written a couple of songs for Britney Spears. He's been in the entertainment industry for a minute. He was introduced in the entertainment industry by Michael Jackson. He won a dancing contest and he got to go on tour, I believe, with Mike. The other guy named is James Safe Chuck. Mo, I am Safe Chuck. I am pointing to you. Yeah, like (laughs) James Safe Chuck. Now (laughs) this is a gentleman who my bad, my bad, we're supposed to be like serious. This is a gentleman who also won kind of a dancing competition. He ended up going on tour with Michael and a bunch of other kids for a segment. They danced on the bad tour in nineteen eighty eight. So both of these gentlemen sit down for this interview. This documentary lasts four hours long. They give harrowing tales and takes of the things that Michael Jackson did to them. And I, I'm not willing to go into those details. I find some of them to even mention. So I refuse to. Mo, if you would like to, you can talk about some of the stuff they said he did. Oh, man. I'm just not talking about any of the stuff he said he did. And the same reason why I'm not talking about it, but we'll get to that after or if Mo wants to read. Some of the stuff they said he did. Okay, so some of the stuff that Wade and uh, James say that happened is that how they were groomed that you know, how they said how he groomed them, he, Michael Jackson, and their parents until until the boys were allowed to sleep over in, in his bedroom alone. How he began to touch with, you know, how, we, how he began with a touch on the thigh and moved on their crotch, reaching inside the pajamas to fondle their genitals and tell them to follow his, to follow suit on his body. Um, how they instruct how he instructed them to spend you know split <clears throat> how he instructed them to split. you know you know Mo, Mo you ain't got to be all the way serious because you want to laugh at some of the stuff I know you do because he said they said they made him call his semen duck butter yeah like what he, type he, of sick nigga even knows what duck butter is let alone saying you call him my semen like. Like they wanted him to spread their butts so you know he could see their anuses and he while he masturbated to completion, and if that was half the story, there's more to it. So I mean, it's just there's a lot. Like, um, my thing is right. The, it's a lot to hold up, hold up before you get into that because I wanted you to read that part because I need to say this other part because this explains why 
anyone who's listening to Lucas Moe knows we give out Nasty Nigga Awards to everybody. Everybody who deserves a Nasty Nigga Award. And I know y'all wonder, hold up, why wouldn't y'all be doing this to Michael Jackson after all of this stuff came out? I have two huge problems with these two gentlemen. Hmm. Both of these two gentlemen who say they did this documentary and got no money, including the director, Mo will get the director's name. I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. I think it's Beetle, Little, something of that nature. I can't remember off the top of my head. But the director said neither one of these gentlemen got paid for this documentary. Mm-hmm. He said, in no way, yeah, there you go. In no way have they attempted to get paid or make money from this documentary the whole time he left out. Both of these gentlemen attempted to sue Michael Jackson's estate with these same claims and a judge threw it out of court. The second thing, and to me, it's the most damning part, and it's the reason why I say that these two idiots are lying. Under oath, both of these gentlemen testified as adults, and that's the key part with me, as adults they testified at no point in time did Michael Jackson ever touch or molest them. This was during the 2005-2006 trial that Mike went on about child molestation. And both of these gentlemen testified, not just then, but multiple times. They both have testified that at no time did Michael Jackson touch them or molest them. And then after he died, magically, four or five years later, all these stories came out about, well, they didn't remember then, but they remember now Michael touching them. To the extent of James coming out and saying that Michael left him for Macaulay Culkin, whom everyone knows Macaulay Culkin has said repeatedly, no, nothing ever happened of that nature. So because of that, I have a hard problem believing them now. It's a big difference between them and let's say the R. Kelly stuff or the Bill Cosby stuff. Wow, it's a lot of black men. That's all I'm going to point out there. Of stories of people who came forward and their stories never changed. Like all the Bill Cosby people always say he abused them. Their story never changed. R. Kelly's, the people who claim R. Kelly did something, all of them have always said the same thing. Their stories never changed. Here we have two gentlemen who testified under oath multiple times that nothing of this nature ever happened. And then miraculously, we get this documentary. And the last point I make before me and Mo get into the shits, because now I want to get into the shits, because now I'm going to make fun of them. The director came out to defend his documentary. And through the course of defending his documentary, he said the dumbest thing I've ever heard someone who makes documentaries say. He said, and I semi-quote, because I'm not reading word for word what he said. He said, unlike the, all the other documentaries that he shot that had to be vetted rigorously, rigorously by lawyers, this one was not that. He said not that many lawyers got involved in fact-checking on this documentary and vetting the stories as they did on all his other documentaries. So, Mo. With all that piece of information, what do you think this Leaving Neverland documentary series is really about? Man, it's about notoriety. It's it's amazing how I'm 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 just again I'm very 
Man, okay, so Lucas and I, we, we've done a lot of like, when it comes to things like this, you want to hear both sides of the story. You can't hear both sides of the story in this case because Michael ain't here to talk about it. Or, or, they also, waited till he died. That's why. Or you add to the fact, or you allude to the fact that this went to court already and got thrown out on both accounts. Uh, the jury on both on both uh, cases threw both of these stories out. Uh, uh, I, I, I mean, I just have a hard time trying to believe these dudes and try to believe that they're not doing this for some sort of notoriety and Dan Reed himself isn't doing this for some sort of notoriety because come on Dan like like he said this is this is enough like this is a public lynching like this is what is up in 2018 this this is what everyone is doing in, in you know in this year like or last year this is what people are doing now it's public lynching time it's it's time to it's time to 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 throw celebrities under the bus. It's time to like I mean, this is the bad side in my opinion. This is the bad side of say a movement that that is supposed to be for good. You know, that people are a a a a. This is this is the bad side of it because I'm not disagreeing. I'm about to say I'm not disagreeing with you, Mo. I am 100 percent agree with you because you will have in in every movement you will have the what the uh, movement is supposed to be doing, and you will have things like this. What the movement. You know, people co- uh, co-opting the movement and using it for their own gain. Like Black Lives Matter, we've heard uh, numerous stories of people co-opting the movement and using it for their own gain. Even in the Me Too movement, which this is kind of falls under the umbrella of that, is is uh, we've heard the, the 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 lady who started Me Too along with um what's her name Rose McGowan are not very trustworthy worthy. I think the lady who started the Me Too movement was sleeping with a seventeen year old. KRS too. <laughs> <laughs> she was sleeping with a 17 year old at the time or, or younger than that and rose mcgowan is just has used this as a platform for her uh, uh for her um television show yes yeah. so i i <laughs> like, again, i am not you know so this is we're, we're in we're, we're i think this this um while this would have been an important documentary if if say was somebody else a try uh tried and true child molester this would be important because then you'd be able to you know use this to move forward you know in in other in other cases like if this was say um what's his name um house of cards guy what's his name kevin kevin spacey um this would have been they they don't they don't they don't publicly they don't publicly do this to white men we ain't ain't really heard (sighs) nothing about kevin spacey except for he went to trial we really hear like a documentary about him Hell, we ain't got one on Harvey Weinstein yet. So, you know, they don't do this to white men. Only black men get television shows and stuff like that. So but all I'm saying is this, this is this is horrible. I don't I don't like this. Now, if it comes out from somewhere else that there's somebody else who never went to court that has some other story, then we can go. I, I would actually listen to him. But at this point, shut these people up. This should this should have this shouldn't have taken gotten as much traction as it did from um from Sundance, and this is horrible. This is this is a farce, in my opinion. I don't like it. The moment I, I it like came, it. the moment like it. it becomes a public knowledge, and it is kind of already public knowledge, and that's probably the problem with this documentary that these two gentlemen have testified under oath multiple times. This didn't happen. It's pretty simple here. Yeah, fuck um, James, would I James say Sechuk. you were lying then, but you're telling the truth? Now, James James was that a fucking no witness for for Michael Jackson in a civil suit. Both he, of he them was, were. He was Jackson's Both witness. Both of them were. When somebody accused Both him. Both of them were. This is, and this you is telling me that Mike is so 
sick and so controlling. And then they waited till he, he picked died. one of his victims. He picked one of his victims to be the person who defends him in a child molestation. Come on, like that's some Come controlling. On, sh- that's some manipulative again, shit. And again, we, people, we know uh, Michael. People, Michael we got don't it. seem. I'm just done. Like that. That just pissed me off. I don't even want to curse because there's no need to curse. But this is crazy. They both waited till he died to recant their statements. Like that is a horrible thing. How do you and sit then, down? And then, unlike, and this is I always say this, so we can't compare it to certain other people. Unlike some of the real victims, these two gentlemen filed lawsuits to try to get money from his estate after he died because supposedly he molested them and they wanted money from his estate for it. So don't tell me they're not doing this for money when they literally attempted to get money from his estate. When that didn't work, miraculously we get this. To me right now, and I know this is a weird thing to compare it to, but I'm going to. Right now, this is almost the same comparison I give to all the people who've always come out and said that Brian Singer molested them. Same thing to me. Because you're just saying it, no proof, no evidence. At times, you're proved to be liars, except for in this case, you had two people who were grown men and testified on this man's behalf. And then magically now, you've changed your story after you tried to sue and didn't get money. Now you change it for this documentary, which gets you attention, which will not be, to my surprise, come out when both of these fuckers release books to try to make money off of the documentary. That's the next step. If you don't see it, you're fucking blind and you're just choosing not to pay attention to it. Because again, I this has nothing to do with real victims. This just has to do with these two gentlemen. This is so weird. It's it's weirding me out. Like again, I don't want to speak on the Brian Singer uh, situation because because this eerily seems very familiar. Because with it's like the more kids that keep coming out on Brian Singer, it's like wait a minute. Like didn't this happen before with Michael? Like a lot of people kept coming out with Michael and nobody could find anything. Matter of fact, the two dudes, the two main dudes that came out first of all, all recanted their statements. The dude, uh, 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 they they acted as fucking witnesses. And now we, the same thing. I mean, look, look, I understand like men in power that kind of like have a thing for, for hanging around with you. Like this, this, if this is a fucking, this is, this is an example. At some point, you're a guy in power in Hollywood. Stop fucking hanging around kids. I'm not saying like, just stop. Just don't do it. Like, even though you love kids, don't, there's no fucking need at this point. Like they, they in other words, there's there's nothing there's nothing good that could come out of people who actually want to help kids. There's no good for there's it. There's no good for it. Like this this ruins everything. Because well, they're Michael, gonna turn you into yeah. they're gonna turn you into Michael. If you if you go out your way and feel like like it's your job to help and protect children and everything of this nature, they're gonna make you into a monster because that's what Hollywood does. And if you think I'm lying I want you to go and look at other cases where they tried to turn people. I'm going to say this again. I'm not speaking on this new allegation against Brian Singer, which I could speak on, because the point that a very credited magazine decided to drop this story because they had issues with it being vetted, and then another magazine picked it up just for press, that says a lot. But if you look at everything that happened with him, a lot of this stuff started happening with Brian Singer because he was one of the very first high-profile, openly gay directors. And then magically, all of these allegations 
from little boys started coming out after people realized he was gay. Yeah, man. That's I, I don't know. creepy. I, uh, yeah. that, that's when those allegations came out. Just, just it was stop. Mike. It was stop. hey, yeah, he's stop. around. It was Mike. It was he was around kids. kids all the time. Yeah. Just stop. And just Mike was the type stop. of person that Michael was the type of person that it came across that he didn't care what other people thought because he knew what he was doing for those kids. Instead, we get these type of stories from people who clearly. Like he gave careers to at one point when he was no longer alive and the money stopped being able to flow in from you knowing Michael Jackson. That's when all these allegations start happening. It, it's it's ridiculous. It, this this is this is sad, and I feel bad for anybody who's actually a real victim of something like this because these two assholes are going to make it even more difficult for people to come forward. That's stupid. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, man. I, I'm I'm over this. I'm done with this because I don't want to talk about this anymore. Well, what we got? Next well, time? like, for... well, we go. We're gonna. I'm 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 I'm, I'm going to have to try to insert another topic in here because that got really really deeper than I thought it would, and I don't want to go into what we had left. Still focusing on that, because then I'm gonna feel bad, and then I'm not gonna be able to get into the shits like I want to get into the shits. But the last two I, I low key want to so, get in. I, I mean, looking at the topics, I low key want to go in. Like, I already know. I already know where you want to go in. At. That's <laughs> fucking clear and obvious here. But we're gonna do a quick, very quick topic here, just to help us change the pace. So today, Disney released a video game that grown ass men have been waiting ten years to come out, ten and then they get magically years. excited for. And that is Kingdom Hearts three. Now, Mo, because this is a quick any, topic, not I'm not going to. I'm so, not going to yeah. shit on these people like I want to. I don't even know what Kingdom Hearts is. To let alone you telling me there's two other versions of this game that's already come out. What the fuck is Kingdom Hearts? I think Kingdom Hearts is it's kind of like an anime game, like with anime characters with Disney characters infused into it. So it kind of like gives you this like it's it's oh man i don't i don't i've never played any so i, I see, honestly can't tell see, you <laughs> if you are over the age of 30 and you rush to buy this game now, i'm not i'm not going to get on you for playing the game i'm not going to get on you for playing the game like i should all i'm going to say about people who play the game is bill maher is right Niggas don't want to grow up. That's why y'all do it. Fine. Fine. I understand that. But if you out here waiting to buy the game, if you took off of work today to play the game, if you did anything of that nature, you are a fucking loser. <laughs> Let's be realistic <laughs> here. This game is made for children. This game is literally made for children. It is a Disney game. It is made for kids to play. Why as a grown man are you altering your life to play a video game made for children? Again, I'm giving y'all lots of leeway on the video games. Not going to say nothing, but this one is a kid's game. To the T is a kid's game. Why are y'all so excited for this game? What the fuck is the big deal with this game? How much money is Disney about to make from niggas flocking to play this game? 
Oh, I mean, I'm looking at the characters they have. They have the Disney characters they have. They have Rapunzel. They have Flynn Rider. They have Baymax. They have Woody. They have Buzz Lightyear. Uh, nigga, that's a kid's game. The Little, nigga, Mon- the Little Mermaid, Dream Eaters, Lilo, nigga, that's Lilo a- and Stitch, or Stitch. They have Simba. Simba's oh in this God. game. Wreck It oh Ralph God. is in this game. <laughs> Mo, 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 Mo. This is a fucking what? kids game. <laughs> this is a kids game. Oh yeah. And to help, and to help us lighten the mood anymore, I'm going to make a very sick joke. This is a game that Michael Jackson would have been playing for them while molesting them in Netherlands. This is not a game for adults. Okay? This is not a game for adults. That's all I'm going to say. It's not a game for adults. People are hyped over this game. I'm going to need people to explain this to me because I don't know much about it. Maybe it's something about it that gets you hyped and then that's why you're hyped about it and and it's awesome and it's great, but... The Kingdom Hearts 2 came out in what, like 2005, 2006? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So 13 years ago? Yeah, bro. Nigga, why, why are you still holding? Oh, who the fuck is still playing? I'm not going to say who the fuck is still playing video games. I'm going to be nice. going to be nice, Mo. going to be, be nice. nice. Be nice. And nicely, we're going, nicely, we're going to go to the next topic. Yes. Who's done it better? Our Superman edition. So Mo, I came up with this idea because we have not done a Who's Done It Better in so so long, but I didn't want no, we to did pick two actors again. Uh, oh, let me rephrase that. We haven't done one in in three. We haven't three done shows. one in so so long that you was you were good at. So Nigga, that's why. Fuck out of here! I, I was good in the Viola one. Okay, do... I was good. In... You was. I was good in the Viola one. I believe you picked Angela. Yeah, I did. You picked Angela. Because I, I met her. You were, you were not good. Because I met you her. You were not good. If I, if, if, yeah. I, if I met, if I met, um, if I met, uh, the other aunt. Viola? You would have changed your villain? Yeah. We know, but, we know why. Now, this is different because Mo has a massive pause erection for anything Superman. So, <laughs> this should be right up Mo's alley to talk about. So, Mo. Mm-hmm, in this mm-hmm. battle of who's done it better, we have 1978 Richard Donner Superman. Yes. We have Brian Singer's, I believe, 2005 eight. Superman. Is it eight? No, no, no. Was it was no. it before or after? It, it it came out the same year that uh, Batman Begins came out. Yeah, I think 2005. 2005. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we have 2005's Brian Singer's Superman Returns, and last, and for me least, yeah, we have yeah, like, 2013 Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. So, Mo, here we go. This is how we're gonna make it fair, because it's gonna be making most interesting. We'll talk about who had the best story. Mm-hmm. Who director did best? Mm-hmm. The action scenes that were best. Oh come and on! And then overall best movie. Oh, you see, you can't do that. You can't do that. I had to shoot. I had I had to shoot Man of Steel something else. I literally had to because that's the only. So I, I couldn't do. There's there's no other way for me to do. Wow. I had to shoot Man of Steel something. Wow. Else. So 
Wow. Can we do <laughs> yeah, who the best actor was though? Did you add that part into it? Yes. We're going we're going to say who is the best Superman. Okay. That's the last one. Okay. Who's the best Superman? And who was best at directing Superman? Whew. Because those two are two different things to me. Yeah, that's so tough. Well, first that's tough. All right, which okay. movie had the best which movie had the best story? Keeping them Richard Donner classic and Man of Steel storylines are very similar. And then we have Superman Returns storyline. Which one to you had the best storyline? Alright. Damn it. Okay. Oh, man. Okay, so they're two, out of all three movies, two are origin stories. So you have Superman, um Superman and then Man of Steel are both origin stories. So I, I kind of always lean to origin stories in a way, so I will say Superman 78 had the better origin and the better, like, you know, story because it showed actually Superman learning to be Superman or Superman learning about Krypton and Kryptonian roots and all that stuff. There was, yeah, so I will go with that one in, t- in terms, like, because you actually saw him, you saw his home life, his uh, you saw his uh, his uh, Kansas life, you know, you know, he was in high school or whatever. Like, you actually saw what was depicted as Superman, like what we've always known Clark Kent to have, the kind of home upbringing, you know, like that's the one I'm going with because you saw that and you actually, that was actually true, maybe for the time, but it's also true because certain people in your household, if you are special, you still are looked at as a kid. Like we still got to treat you as a kid. We still got to teach you lessons, life lessons. And I'm not asking you to not save people if you have powers, if you have abilities. I'm telling you to be more careful if you have powers and abilities. Stop! Stop hating no man of. Stop hating no man of steel. Okay. You can just say. Okay. Okay. Superman, Superman has, is the better. This is this is where we're gonna have our first disagreement on this who's done it better. Okay. Because Mo picks Superman for the best story. I'm not picking Superman for the best story. I am picking Man of. I'm picking Superman Return. <laughs> oh my God, my chest! <laughs> <laughs> Lou, my chest. Here's the thing. Oh I, God. I, I did not say plot, people. I did not say acting. I said best story for for me. I'm oh. not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of this origin stories. I believe of... they take. They okay. take too long to play out. Yeah, sometimes. I enjoy Superman Returns story. That story is very interesting. <sighs> While we have elements of it that didn't work as well as it should have, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. as a whole, the story of Superman being gone for five years and Superman returning, yeah, that and then sense. having to deal with the world the way it is that when he returns, that yes, that. Was an interesting story to me. Because, so for yeah, you have to, you do have story, to account. The exactly. world didn't move past it. So I, I, I understand that. Yes. For Mo, best story, uh, the original Superman. The for me, best story, Superman Returns. Uh, next category, really quickly, is <laughs> best action. That's the one I want to make next. Who? Which one of the Superman movies has the best action, Mo? Superman Returns. What's your pick? In my opinion, when he when he what? saves honestly, and and and, and this is a this is not again best, no 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 nigga no 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 nigga you're not gonna get away with giving me one scene. I said the movie. 
Now, who has the best action scene? Oh, I hate I you said, so much. Movie no, has Lou. the best action. <laughs> Lou, I hate so, you so go ahead. much. Go ahead. Are you, so are you sticking with Superman? Are you sticking with Superman Returns as the best no, action? No, of course not. The best action film. Oh. I mean, because again, if the we're, best action. If we're looking at these, as, if if we're gonna take out, if oh my god. It's Man of Steel because if you're gonna take, oh my god, just because it's it's big action, it's a lot of action, you know, it actually used a lot of his action set pieces a lot well, uh, uh, very well. So yeah, fucking Man of Steel, yeah. So, <laughs> so looks like we're disagreeing again here, Mo. I don't care, man. Go ahead. You For me, the best action, the best action is the 1978 Superman movie. That's fair. I have been very vocal about how over the top and unpleasant Man of Steel is because of the action. I believe if I would isolate it scene, maybe it's good. It's still not better than Superman Returns if I isolate the scene. Yeah, yeah if you isolate scenes, scene that airplane scene in Superman best. Returns, yeah. when, he, when he puts out the uh, fire underneath the city, when he flies around and melts yeah. all the glass... When he catches the Daily Planet it's, sign, it's, it's other things that that's sign. better. But why did you let me? But pick but, but it's about the movie. It's about what you feel. Mo likes over the top action. I don't. I like I like action that feels like it's that a part sense. of the film. Yeah. And at no point in time did the action in Man of Steel feel like oh, it. Oh, it felt like I was watching that Dragon Ball ever, Z. Yeah, that Avatar opening of it. My God, because I said all action in that movie. So that just counts against it. So, there again, me and Mo disagree again on best action in a movie. Now, Mo. Best action scene? No. Damn no. <laughs> because best. it's a okay. category that I've heard the best Lois Lane. Oh. Because all three of these movies have all Lois Lane. Lois Lane. Hmm, interesting. Is um, it Margot Kidder? Yes. From I'm 1978. Going Mar- I'm going Margot Kidder. Is from it, uh, what's my girl from Kate Bosworth? Kate. Kate, yeah. From from uh, Superman Returns, and mm-hmm. then we had Amy Adams, mm-hmm. who could be the best actress out of all of them, as Lewis Lane <laughs> in Man of Steel. No, I, I'm going uh, 78 Margot Kidder. I really enjoy her Lois Lane. Her Lois Lane is a perfect reporter and a woman for the time. She is, she's literally a woman's woman. Like she is, like I, I'm, I'm about my work. I, I do what I do. She was not a damsel in distress. She didn't feel like a damsel in distress. She didn't. She didn't do unnecessary side missions, like say, uh, 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 uh Lois Lane and um, crap in 2012's Man of Steel was like, like what she didn't need to go on his spaceship. She, yeah, no, I'm going with Margot. Wow, Mo, well, are we gonna are we gonna agree on any of these categories? I don't think so. I'm very interested. Wow, cause, and this is gonna shock you a little bit. I know who you're going with. You're going I'm with. going to pick. I'm going to pick Amy Adams for Man of Steel. Yeah, because she is the better actress. Not just because she's the better actress. I felt her Lois Lane didn't feel as the damsel of distress stuff. Even Margot Kidder, it's still there. She fell from a mountain or something. It's Amanda Saver bro. Like. It's it's stuff in that movie. But I felt and, their connection and, between and Superman Returns. Between her Superman, and Superman, there was a it, connection. I never felt a connect because that is also needed to be a part of Superman story. Notice it's I didn't there. say 
Go ahead. That, I, I know, notice I, I didn't say. Notice I did not say who had the best chemistry. I said what Lois Lane was the best. And to me, that Lois Lane and Man of Steel is better. And it's very close between her and Kate Bosworth from um, Superman Returns. Mm-hmm. But then she gets into that damsel and the stress stuff too in that movie. And I, I just felt like Amy Adams really like fits the literally she fits the woman of this generation. And I'm not even saying it's a good role. I'm not even saying she acted good in it. But I can acknowledge that her Lois Lane made me less queasy than the rest of the Lois Lanes did. Interesting. That's the best way I'll put it. So we've done the Superman best. You can stop just trying to put best Superman <laughs> moment into this goddamn discussion mode. That's what you're gonna stop trying to do. Put best Superman moment in this, okay? That's what the fuck you're gonna stop trying to do here. Oh but my God. here you go, best villain. So we have uh, uh, Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor in 1978. We have <laughs> Nasty Man Extraordinaire. Kevin Spacey is Lex Luthor in Superman Returns. And then we have I Michael Shannon as General Zod from Man of Steel. <sighs> so, Mo, who's the best villain? I don't know. This this is kind of a toss-up because they're all horrible villains to me. <laughs> <laughs> they all have like horrible villain motivations. They just do stuff, and Superman has to do stuff. Like, there's I like, will find like, him. Yeah, that's his fucking motivation. <laughs> that's like, oh, you you've hidden your son amongst the stars. I like, I will find him. Like, that's his fucking motivation. Uh, the other two are real estate agents. I, I I will say nasty nigga. Nasty nigga Kevin Spacey gets my uh, villain. Wow. Kevin Spacey? Yeah. This could be... This, in agreement here. What? I was going to say Kevin Spacey is the best villain. Let's be real here. Gene Hackman is a cartoon <laughs> character in 1978. And Michael Shannon is a cartoon character in 2013. Yeah, he's fucking... Like, He's like Dragon Ball Z character. to like, make yeah. any like, dude. I'm Kevin Spacey's character at least kind of makes sense. And you knew he hated Superman. He hated Superman. Su- Superman's Superman's execution didn't make sense, but he made sense. Yeah, and yeah. I'm giving him credit for him making sense. Can't blame him for Superman li- being able to lift up an island full of crypt. Uh, I'll put that in Superman best nope. moments. <laughs> you do not. You Come on, let's do a Superman, Superman best, best moments. moments. Like, but, let's do one. I was Superman's best moment from all movies, and it's too many moments to name in those three movies. Notice we're only sticking for people that don't know. Notice we're only sticking to those movies because we're sticking to the the first film of Superman in each one. That's right. why BVS is not in here. That's why Superman two, three, Justice four. It's not in here. I'm not going <laughs> to talk about Justice League at all. Even though Justice League could have possibly the best Superman moment. Yeah, it, it probably mm. does in, in modern era. It, it actually really does have one of the best Superman moments. Um, but what is your best Superman moment, Mo? The, okay. Oh, man. I wish I could pick two. Matter of fact, let me just let me speed past mine because it's clear what mine is going to be. It's the it's the uh, in, in man of in, uh, in um. Superman Returns. Of course. To me, it's the best 
It's the, it's the most Superman scene, scene ever. It, like when you see him grab the fucking plane and that shit ripple the way it does down to him right. as he saves it in Yankee Stadium. That is the, so that was, Superman. That, that's that's the, yes, that's the best. That's the best Superman moment. And when he opens the door and all of it, like it's the best Superman moment I've ever seen. Yeah, you couldn't is. make a better Superman yeah, moment. Like, if that movie the, had more and of that. close to it would be. The end of Superman one, because see, it's hard with Superman one because Superman one and Superman two are te- technically one movie. Yeah, that they cut to two movies. But that scene when he's in the restaurant and they bully him at first, but then he don't let them bully him anymore. <laughs> I can't remember if that's in Superman one or I think Superman two. two. He puffs his chest and homie punches. <laughs> yeah, breaks I like head. that scene. It, I my if so, I had so to pick a second scene, to do it. if I had to pick a second scene, I'd believe it would be also Superman Returns where he foils the bank robbers, and you know we get that the, the Gatling gun and they're shooting, and then we get that close up where the guy is like, okay, fine, I'm gonna shoot you uh, point blank, and it goes in his eye, and it, it you oh see shoot him bullet, in the eyeball, yeah, you see the bullet just smashed in. I, I thought that was a pretty, I mean that was a pretty cool shot, but yeah. So thank you, thank you Luke, oh. for having that moment, for having that little uh, topic and a discussion. So what, what you got next? That's Superman. Huh. Huh. Okay. So yeah, don't act like you're really thinking about. Well, no, you may be thinking about it I, in a very weird way. You're thinking about it. I'm not. I'm not because Brandon Routh was supposed to be playing Christopher Reeve, and so that's true. Uh, it's it's for me. It's it's not even a it's not even a question. It's Christopher. Like it's Christopher Reeve. Like I, it was never. I, I wasn't even thinking that hard about this one. Come on, man. It's Christopher. Unless you disagree, you probably do disagree. Because I do disagree. Got it. What you who you got? Henry Cavill. I have Henry <laughs> Cavill. Wow. As the, I can't. I can't even get the words out as a joke. <laughs> He's not fucking Superman. Nothing about him is Superman. He is literally just a guy in Superman's costume. Deadass. Deadass. He's like, not Superman. He's not even Clark. He's not even Clark. Yeah, he's not. He's not. It, it couldn't be anyone else but Christopher Reeves. That's the only person it could be. No one else fits the mold to the point where Christopher, Christopher Reeves' performance as Superman changed what yes. people's idea yes. of Superman it, was. It definitely did. It changed so, the comics. It went, yeah, his his Superman literally, was literally His Superman was so good. Mm-hmm. His Superman was so good. 30 years after he did it, they did a fucking sequel to his movie without a minute. Yeah. And they cast someone who looked exactly, looked exactly like, like him. Looked exactly like him, same build, height, and everything. Yep, yep, yep. So... That that should tell you just how great his Superman is. So Mo, I can't remember the other topics I say we're gonna talk about, but we're gonna quickly run into this last one, which is which is the best Superman movie out of this three. I think we already did that. Uh, well, for me it was. Oh no, we did best uh, we, we, story. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So the best Superman movie out of this three, what captures the heart of Superman, has the plot to go with it, and a good enough story to handle it. Maybe not the best villain, because okay, we've already established that none of them have good, a, a good villain. But the best yeah, Superman none of them movie, have a good villain. But, but yeah, the best Superman movie is still is still the classic seventy eight. 
Like, but if yeah, yeah, for me, it's seventy-eight. There's, the, I'm gonna say, there's no disagreeing here. I mean, in all honesty, that's still the quintessential Superman. Like, like if, nothing if, beats. If your question was Superman. which is the best in the modern era, I would, I would say, fucking returns. Yet, yeah. I mean, Man of Steel. I'm a firm believer. Man of Steel should not be. Man of Steel is up there with uh, Quest for Peace, with me for <laughs> Superman movies. So <laughs> that's that's where that is. Superman Returns could have been a much. Superman Returns should be the best Superman movie, but because they put all the failed budgets of all those other Superman movies into Superman Returns actual budget. They had restraints on what they could do with Superman Returns. If those restraints did not exist, Superman Returns would have been the best movie. Dare I say, and this is something I didn't ask, but we're going to ask to end this Superman discussion, which is who is the best director? And my pick will be Brian Singer. Yeah. It's the best director for Superman movie. It's Brian Singer. It's Brian Singer because, man, what, what he had to do with the budget they gave him with the restraints and all the yeah he definitely did it he's the only one to do a superman movie with with restraints and none of them had restraints and also the donner didn't have no donner didn't have any restraints definitely yeah he made a donner made a four people here's the thing as much as i clown Zack snyder for man of steel richard donner made a four-hour superman movie well, my bad, a five-hour Superman movie that they had to cut into <laughs> two movies. That should tell you something. He had no restraints. Zack Snyder was given $230 million to make a Superman movie. He had no restraints. The only time Warner Brothers held back on a Superman movie was Superman Returns, and Brian Singer still made a really good movie. He was just limited on the amount of action scenes he could put in. Like everyone keeps saying, let's get the Snyder cut, but I'm asking if if we had the chance to get a uh, a uh, uh, if if Brian Singer had the chance to actually make the movie he wanted to make, are we looking at a Zack Snyder Superman movie? I think not. I no. think not. No. It it will well. Let's say this: if if Brian Singer would have gotten to make the Superman movie he wanted, because we're looking at that universe starting then. And then they wouldn't have to do. Uh, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have said the universe would have started then. Though. I don't think. Here's the weird part, and it's gonna sound creepy to people. Well, not creepy, but this is just gonna make people think a little bit. If Brian Singer would have gotten to do with Superman Returns, what he wanted to do with the budget, with no restraints, I believe we would have gotten two more Superman movies from him, and Superman would have closed out the same year that Batman closed out. True, and yeah. I believe because of that, we could have probably we would have gotten, we would have gotten that first Justice League movie they wanted to do. Ah, oh, yes, and then we probably would have well, uh, Arnie, Arnie, Army, Arnie, Arnie Hammer, Hammer, yeah, yeah, and Common as as uh, <laughs> Green, Lantern. Green Lantern. I think we would have gotten that Justice League movie if Warner Brothers didn't put the budget restraints they did on. Superman Returns because I believe at that point Brian Singer would have been able to continue with that story. I believe he could have given you three compellingly good Superman. Yeah, movies. and I think we were we not, were gonna not get as good as the Dark Knight films. Mm-mm. 
but, but in its own and universe, they would have never come. Yeah, yeah. they would have never combined. Exactly. In its own universe, it would have been a very good standalone three-part Superman movie, and it's so yeah. funny. If you watch, if you look at any list of Superman movies, it goes one, two, or two, one, no, one, two, and then returns before you get like Man of Steel yeah. and, and every other kind of other yeah. movie. Yeah, Man of Steel, Man of Steel doesn't even come close to mentioning to Superman Returns. No, it Superman doesn't. Like, again, Superman Returns is such a good movie that as you're watching it, you're just wondering where is the action in this movie. And that's it's all it clear is. clear the issue. It's, it's the action, and that's not a singer issue. That's a Warner Brothers budget issue. Yeah, this this was it was such a it was a beautiful movie to look at too. Granted, again, this movie was two thousand five, two thousand six. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Now, again, I ask you guys to go watch it. Watch that shot of when he jumps down on the building and they're firing at him, and the way the camera pans up to when he shoots him in the eye. I say, look, listen, dude, dude it's some of the best. It's some of the best shot. Movie and we keep saying, and, and you know what we we've always said Zack Snyder shooting, Zack Snyder shooting. But seriously, Brian Singer did a lot with his camera work well, in Brian this movie. Singer, Brian Singer is a Brian Singer is okay, a better director okay, than okay, Zack Snyder. Okay, okay. Let's just come on, man. Come <laughs> on, he's a better director than he. Brian's a much better director than Zack Snyder, and Superman proves it because the again the budget restraints they have for Superman Returns versus the all-out budget that they gave him for Man of Steel. Come on, now. Come on. We gotta be, we gotta be real here, people. But I mean, he didn't have to. He didn't have to sexualize his suit. Like, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of being real, you yeah. got your uh, retro, right? Even, even, even Brandon even has the old school Superman costume. And made his look good. And and it made it look good. How is his cape seems better? Than Zack Snyder's cape scenes. That makes no sense to me. You have all the technology in the world to do great cape scenes, and he still hasn't managed to do one. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I'm a little pissed. We were going to get fucking pissed. Jonathan Kent, yo. Like, fucking Keith. Yes. So, so, people, as we come to close out our show, we have another retro movie review. And because I've been fucking with Mo, Mo about his what women I can't believe <laughs> he picked what women want. Just wait till next week. Fucking just wait till next retro week. review. Just wait till next week. That's all I'm saying. But I think I think I have you here, Mo. Okay, I think I have you here. You I, again, I like bringing. No, 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 no. <laughs> Why the hell would I do a romance? You know what? I did think about I could do another Mel Gibson movie. I Ooh. thought about it. There's a couple of Mel Gibson movies I could have done here. I could have, hey, I could have pulled Maverick out the hat. Ooh. I could have done a couple. I, oh, yeah, I would have went back. I would have went back if I picked a Mel Gibson movie. But instead, bro, I've decided that our audience deserves something different. <laughs> and what I mean, something different. I mean something fucking awesome as a throwback movie review. Now, people, you could catch this movie. I don't even know. I've not seen this movie in years. I don't even know if they show it anywhere still. Um, after I name it, Mo will know exactly what I'm talking about. This is the 1995 action thriller, cyber action thriller. Oh my god. <laughs> 
starring <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, Ice T, oh. and the future oh my Neo, god. Keanu Reeves. Oh my god. Johnny Mnemonic. Oh my god. Now, people, people who don't know what Johnny Mnemonic is, um, this was an awesome movie that I saw as a kid. Wow. <laughs> That's all. I remember going to the movies to go see Johnny Mnemonic because I just couldn't wait to see Johnny Mnemonic because Johnny Mnemonic had information in his head that was going to blow him up. But <sighs> let me let me try to find the perfect synapses for you all. I think I found it right here. <clears throat> in this film, based on William Gibson's story, Johnny is a data courier who has a secret stash of information implanted in his mind. However, that data will kill Johnny if he cannot retrieve it within 48 hours. Accompanied by a physically enhanced bodyguard, Jane, Johnny sets out to acquire the passwords needed to save himself. Worse yet, he is hunted by a gangster. I am not going to say that Asian name. Uh, I am Shang Yang, Shang Yi. That's the that's the that's the guy's name. Now Takashi is the businessman, and the businessman who both oh you talking about Shinji, Johnny, Shinji. Yes, Shinji. Yep, to get the data. Oh my God, <laughs> I can't. No, you you I was win. Going to pick a movie. You I was going to pick a movie. <laughs> you no one will remember. Again, win. I like on my movie reviews. I like trying to give you all some of the information based off of this movie. So I'm trying my best here. Okay, currently this movie reviewed on Rotten Tomatoes is at 14, percent which is a lie because I remember this horrible. Movie so much more awesome horrible. than that. <laughs> this movie was horrible. The film, Don't listen. To the me. film only made 19 million dollars when it was released against the 26. <sighs> million dollar budget didn't it do 52 worldwide okay. yeah it did 52 million worldwide even though that means it was still a bad movie because um, it is not that bad of a movie so here's the thing people about Johnny Demonic one the year it is set in is 2001 2021 2021 I'm sorry oh next 2021, year next which year. we we are we are in all two, of two years. years away in two years away, we will be able to carry data in our mind oh to different God. places. So, here's the thing. For anyone who remembers seeing this movie in 1995, I'm getting serious about this review right now. It's always laughing. Anyone who remembers this movie from 1995, I believe you remember just how cool the scene was when he's getting the data implanted in his head. It is pretty dope. Pretty cool. It is something that that at the time Wait, I thought <laughs> wow you bastard at the time I thought that that scene and how they did it was groundbreaking again this is 1995 people. in 1995 it was ground it was fucking groundbreaking at the time I mean Keanu Reeves was like at, Keanu Reeves was at the brink of being a megastar because he was coming off of speed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's why I was so hyped to see Johnny Mnemonic because you got this guy coming off of the second, possibly the second greatest action movie ever made mm-hmm. to some people. So I'm like, man, I can't wait to see Johnny Mnemonic and it fucking had Ice-T in it. 
And at this point, he looked like Ice T from Surviving the Game too. Oh I yes. Oh my god. So <laughs> I would just say some of the special effects of Johnny Mnemonic mm-hmm. for the time period it's in were groundbreaking. Not gonna say they were perfect. Now they, it, the film did not age well, but a lot of the stuff looked amazing for 1995. The plot <laughs> of him trying to get his data out of his head is horrible. Absolutely horrible. There's no other way to put it, people. It's absolutely horrible. But this this type of film, come on, this type of film to me is is escapism. Ain't not, but 320, this is, this is 320 gigabytes, though. Let it be known that it was 320 gigabytes. <laughs> <laughs> now in hey, 2000, <laughs> that was a lot back then. <laughs> hey, in 1995, 300 gigabytes? What? In 95, in computers that barely move, <laughs> like if you had a gig in your computer, well, you were the man. So you having 300 and 20 gigabytes in your hand? In your head, it was definitely going to kill you. It was definitely going to kill you. But, again, the story didn't make sense, but I believe Johnny Mnemonic is one of those films where it's escapism. You're not watching this movie thinking this is by smart people or smart stuff is going to happen. You're watching this movie because it's the classic chase action film. Uh, Keanu Reeves does really well at this film because he sounds like a robot and he plays a man with data in his head like you can't beat that no matter how much Mo wants to laugh at Johnny Mnemonic he knows you can't beat that like it's to this day I can I can turn this movie on I acknowledge how bad it is but I can turn it on and I can watch this entire film like Sony did some groundbreaking things with this film when it was released because they wanted it to be partnered with other things of their library, of their technology that helped push it forward. So that's why Johnny Namada to me sticks out. I remember the marketing campaign behind it. I remember the trailers behind it. It's a pretty decent cut your brain off movie. Clearly, it is not a good movie in any stretch of an imagination. But if you want to cut your brain off, you want to watch a sci-fi film that you will never see again. Because amazingly, Johnny Mnemonic, we've never seen a movie anywhere close to what Johnny Mnemonic never, was. Never, yeah. This movie came out. No movie has even attempted to do the strategy, which I think would be really smart, to remake a film where someone has data in their head and they have to get it out. Because, because you know how Lou, great that could be. Because Lou, we know it's impo- We know it doesn't make sense in two thousand and fucking nineteen. <laughs> really? You can't lie here to nobody go. like that anymore. <laughs> here, here you go. Here you go. You telling me it doesn't make sense in a world where they put GPS chips inside of people to track them? That's fine. You could put a GPS chip. Like, put, why? Now, why would you imagine, want to put data, data three hundred and twenty gigs in my go. head? Yeah. Here you go. They can do that, but just imagine if someone wanted to put a computer trip with data in your head to stop other people. You, you say who would want to do it with all the corporate es- espionage going on nowadays? People would love the idea. I really of wish. Being able to I really play. wish. I really wish you'd stop. <laughs> you're trying to make it work, and I get what it. You, what you're going to do is you're going to stop shitting on Johnny Mnemonic. Okay. No, I can't. I even read, think. When I watched, I this read movie, the, 
when I watched the movie, I, I have to admit, before, like, this was, like, pre-Matrix and pre-all of that, like, yeah, this was dope. I'm not going to lie to you. But it's it's funny. It's funny in 2019. But in 95, it was fucking, but yo. That's yeah, my yeah. point. Oh, man. Like, again, <clears throat> this is not a great movie, but it's a, it's a start to the sci-fi action series of Keanu Reeves' career, which is the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, like, it is. I think movies like Johnny Mnemonic is the reason why he may have been perfect for the Matrix, because a lot of the monotone things that Neo is known for, mm-hmm. we all get. We get all of that in Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. In all honesty, they're probably the same character. I that's what I, that's what it is. It could you could be you couldn't be more. Yeah, you you probably all right. You probably all right. On them being the same character, yeah. So, so I could believe that. I could believe that. Oh man! So again, you know what's funny though, because Total Recall comes out. Go ahead. You have not seen this classic from 1995. You need to check it out. It is at. I don't think this is on any streaming service. Nope. Jesus Christ! Nobody wants this shit. Nobody is streaming Johnny the Money. Not you gotta be fucking shit, Major. Maybe it's on like Amazon or something. It should be like ah Amazon. no ho oh, oh. yeah. Here you go. It's on Amazon. It's on Crackle. It's on Vu. It's on Voodoo. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Voodoo Crackle. It's on Voodoo Crackle. Google Play has it. Uh, uh, YouTube has it. Amazon Prime has it. But let's let them know. Uh, Crackle, Crackle has it for, for free. free. Yeah, yeah. Voodoo has, for free. Crackle has it for free, and Crackle is free. Yeah, so Crackle has it for free, and it's free. Because now that I realize Crackle have it, I am literally going to turn this movie on after me and Moshe. I'm going to fucking watch Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> so, again, people, please check it out. Let us know what you think when you do check this movie out. Of, Do you understand what I mean by how this movie paved the way for movies like The Matrix and other sci-fi movies, especially as it pertains to Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I 100% Reed. like Also Also just just the story, not not the plot which is horrible, not the execution of it which is horrible, but just the outline of the story of a guy being a data carrier and implanting data in his head. Like just see the setup, see if you like it. If you don't, that's cool. This is a shut your brain off movie. Understand, it's not for everybody. But check it out. You all may like it. So this has been my review, and I'm going to give it a grade. And unlike Mo, I'm going to grade John and Monic as if I was the 13-year-old that saw this movie, and I'm going to give it a B. That's fair. That's B actually pretty for fair. John and Monic. That's pretty fair. Yeah. Because as a 13-year-old kid oh, in 1995, awesome. when I saw this movie, this movie was freaking awesome. I had from that point. I think I saw Johnny Mnemonic in my teenage years at least twenty times. It is one of my all-time favorite kid growing up kid movies. Not now though. I haven't seen Johnny Mnemonic in ten years. I'm about to watch it tonight. Now that I know it's a crackle though. <laughs> Some old. What was you about to say? You was about to say something disrespectful again about Johnny Mnemonic? What? No, I really wasn't. I was actually gonna say like this. This falls in the uh, what's it? What's it? The uh, what's that Mars movie? Total Recall. Like this is you know this is but this is like an elevated Total Recall type thing. So I, I yeah yeah. And you know what? You know what makes this movie? You know I'll give you one. I'll give you one. What makes this movie great is the fact that they're not rebooting this movie because they try to reboot Total Recall. 
and that failed. Oh, <laughs> something tells me somebody's gonna hear. Somebody's gonna try to reboot Johnny Mnemonic. I'm telling you, somebody. It's in somebody's head. Oh, uh, I mean, they are trying it's to reboot somebody, the Matrix, especially. So. Think about it. He just did Replicants. Oh, which Jesus. Is another, another. Now, John Mnemonic is better than Replicants. Oh, it's so much like, better you know than Replicants. It's so much better than it's Replicants. Better, it's better than, better than Replicants. So, I mean, they may try to reboot Johnny Mnemonic, man. I, I am all for it. I am all for it. Of course you are. I mean, in all honesty, if you ever saw the Netflix show. Alter the Netflix Harvard. sci-fi show. There you go. To mm-hmm. me, that felt like a Johnny Mnemonic, spiritually a Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, it, it it feels like a lot of the cyberpunk movies that came out back then. But yeah, um, so that's it. That's the show. Dang. Um, uh, thank you, ladies next, and gentlemen. Next new review is going to be Lawnmower Man. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for, li- for listening. <laughs> Oh shit! I really could have done lawnmower man too. I would have probably, I would have probably cut it off. I would have just cut it. <laughs> oh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, watching and uh, listening to the show. You can find this episode and every other episode of and Mo on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, anywhere you catch podcasts. At we're no longer on Podbean, we're now so we. Anchor FM, um, so you can find us there. Uh, again, thank you very much for listening. We will catch you on the next.